This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we're recording this podcast on, the Keech, Tongva, and Chumash people. And we would like to pay our respects to the elders, both past, present, and emerging. Salad or Dolly, through a great party, we all drank Bacardi, it got kind of gnarly. We're light as a feather, we're tougher than leather. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. My love, I'm sorry I woke you up early for this one. Yeah. Did you... <laughs> Have you forgiven me yet? <laughs> of course. I don't mind doing a night podcast. Ben doesn't like it. And then um, I was joking. I was saying, compromise. You'll get your way. And <laughs> <laughs> I know you said that right before we went to bed. You're like, no, it's good. We're a team. Whatever you want. <laughs> but it's true. I have trouble doing the pod at night and you kind of have trouble doing it in the morning. But it worked out with parenting because... I he would do some mornings and I would do more evenings. So sometimes these con, these disparages disparities disparities. Yeah, yeah. It's a I think early in the morning. I think ultimately pull out the big words. I think ultimately <laughs> we need fancy lunch podcast time. Oh, That's what yes. we need to like. We need to just lay out a great spread and dig into it around and, lunchtime, and, get, and we'll both be primed and chit chat, chit chat. I feel like a new man. Why? Well, just getting my hair Do done. Do I sound jealous or something? Or I sound <laughs> You sound like genuinely I'm... shocked as if I wasn't just bantering to open the pod. You sound like I'm actually I, about to guess. reveal something it's terrifying. It's you have blue shampoo. Oh, well, the purple shampoo helps, but it, that's part of a larger awakening, which is actually having my hair styled by a professional. I, I, I am a long time believer in letting whoever is closest by with a pair of scissors cut my hair. Right. Well, you have that wavy hair and it just looks, It's it can hide mistakes and it looks kind of punk and cool if it's just a little funny. I've saved a lot of money over the years. I if know. I If I think about the amount of money I've saved, it's time to splurge and to spend it all. Should I, I buy a boat? <laughs> and <laughs> Would you be angry if I came home and said I bought a boat? A little bit. Just because we still need our second car after the first one was stolen. What is there any type of boat that would be more forgivable than another? Like would a little dinghy or something be okay or a canoe? I would love to have a little country house with a little like lake and a dinghy. Okay, so he would have to come with the other accoutrements <laughs> for you to fully support the endeavor. I just think that would be romantic and it would... just lovely and adventurous for the kids. Mental note, someone's got a birthday coming up. No, <laughs> no you don't, but I'll put it on the list. Okay. But wait, what about, what's your exciting thing about, what did you say? My hair. Yeah, but that's what, I was really right about the hair? It was, yeah, but it I'm, wasn't the shampoo. It was, I, I, it was, I, But I'm psychic. Basically, back to me you, being psychic. Well, you're also looking at a man with totally fried white hair in front of you, <laughs> so it's hard to hard to miss. But anyway, anyway, it was just kind of like it was an upgrade for me. We to make these personal self improvement 
steps that we allow ourselves to do Did you something. ever see a Kentucky Fried movie talking about fried? Hell yeah, I did. I don't really? remember much, but I do remember it being quite racist. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I don't remember. I haven't revisited, but I was wondering if because of our age gap and you were from Sydney, but you seem to know all the pop culture-y. Is that pop culture? Hell yeah. Like what you I would have it, it ain't high culture. <laughs> <laughs> Is it even pop culture? It's what was it? It was sort a of a parody movie, like a against a, a shower. Ah, uh, right. Which, uh, uh, urban legend states that that was actually the scene that inspired Sir Mix a Lot to write the seminal hit, "Put Him on the Glass." Oh, I could believe yeah. it <laughs> if he was from the right generation. It's so weird that like he babies baby got back. That song has lived on in it's it's an immortal tune. It's become you know little kids know it, babies know it, and now everyone can have back. And when it, I was young, getting having back, like people were um, afraid of bodies back then. Yeah, big butts, right? We're they out were of patriarchal and against. I just learned that patriarchy and racism are kind of tied together and sexism. Ooh, so, tell me more. Well, now, <laughs> but but all, I mean, it's sort of good for me because now, because I've got back. But, you, you've been I, a real winner. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've, I've <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you used to think your butt was unattractive or it was like too big or what yeah, was it? Yeah, I have a bubble butt, but now bubble butts are big. That must are be. Are big and back. I actually can't imagine psychologically what that's like because it's kind of like. I used to like back out of a room sometimes. Right, like put it in reverse. Well, so no one would see. I mean, that that must be actually unbelievable to live through a paradigm shift like that where you're told something is bad about your body and then on seemingly on the flip of a dime, it's a good thing? Well, it's still hard to embrace, but people really like it. Like Alexi Wasser, every time she comes over, she goes, oh, you didn't tell me you have a cute butt or whatever. I, I like that you need to, uh, you're meant to need to announce that or something, like a LinkedIn bio or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was good. For, it was. It's nice for me because I think when you're young and you have a fear of something, it's still hard to get over even if it's changed. So have you internalized the negativity about your butt size? Internalized it? Like, do you have a, even though culture has shifted, do you still have a negative attitude towards your own body? Because you've internalized that. Yeah. But I'm getting better, you know, now I'm, now that I'm, I don't know, I'm just happy to be healthy and alive. Even getting older, just being grateful that you're, you know, you've made it and everything because we are fragile. It's a fragile world. We're resilient, yet it's very fragile. We saw Chris Rock's, um, Chris Rock's special, which is called. Uh, what's it called? Uh, selective Outrage. Oh, uh, yeah. It, it's, I mean, talk about building up anticipation of a response to something. The fact, I, I almost learned like a PR tactic, which was like incredible that he totally kept silent in the media about this for a whole year. And the anticipation and of this. And he looks I mean, like such a gentleman. It was very, very Too much brilliant. Botox for my tastes, but yes. Too much Botox. I've gotten used to it. But um, on men, I'm still, I, I'm not, I, I don't know if I'll get used to it. I guess I will. I used to think women looked absolutely crazy with Botox and the lips and everything. And now I'm like, oh yeah, hey, we're in LA, Remember baby. Remember Brazil, the movie Brazil? And they yes. had that great, you know, sort of comment on face work. And now, yeah, I've gotten used to all of it. And now- yeah, and then he holds it until the statement, until the last five or ten minutes of the special. But still, I was I was impressed. I mean, you know, it had some like ups and downs, but he hit 
he had some really oh, funny moments. Oh, it was so yeah. good. I yeah. don't want to tell you my favorite parts, but it was one of my f- favorite kinds of mornings when we don't have work in the morning and we just watch. That's what I love about you when you, like a morning, watching something in the morning in bed is so luxurious. And you said, hey, do you want to watch the Christmas? Well, I Rock? can't keep my eyes open at it. night. That's part of it. I mean, I've gotten better, right? But like in general, I find watching things at night, I get really hey, sleepy. Hey, don't put yourself down. This is a compliment about how fun it is to watch things Thank in the morning. Thank you. I love, I do, look, my fa- one of my Takes favorite things. a compliment. Things, yeah. I'll take it, I'll take it. One of my favorite things is to go to the movies at the first screening of the day, like yeah. at 11, 15 a.m. Yeah, sure. I know yeah. a couple of people say they don't like the movie theater they don't like going out to the movies. I guess that's, yeah, you just, there's a lot that can happen. Is this like a, a post-COVID type thing? Or no, I just. just social anxiety? Maybe. But yeah, I, I still enjoy the movies, the right time. I, I think I used to like it more when I was a kid, but. Oh, what did we see the other night? We went to a screening of. Fire is Love. No, Fire of Love. Fire of Love about the two volcanologists. Mm-hmm. Our friend Daphne Javich texted us and said, you want to come to a screening? So I've the, just seen it. You've just the, seen it and you saw it again. <laughs> well, just because I was like, wow, can I see? The last movie I saw many times might have been Goodfellas. I saw that in the theater three times. And it's there are certain movies I've seen in the theater several times when they came out, but I was like, this is the kind of movie I could see again. I remember my friends saw Terminator 2 when it came out uh-huh. at the movies like so many times that at a certain point they just got up and started playing video games in the lobby because they'd watched it too many times. Oh, yeah. That no, was this a, is good, especially I guess it's 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 sort of, you know, seeing all the volcanoes big. But, but anyway, it was just it's because it's that type of particular documentary you can watch twice I yeah, guess. It's an, so it's an amazing documentary because it's made up of all this footage that the volcanologists themselves they were a married couple were they French I've forgotten mm-hmm. and they they shot all this incredible documentary footage and they would go right up to the lip of these things like really and they ended up actually it's not a spoiler to say they actually died in a volcano. but the death eruption. is not that scary in the weird way the time the tone and the sort of flow of the movie because I was a little worried is it going to be scary when they die and it just kind of happens in a you know it's a sort of a not a, yeah it just wasn't what i thought you're saying something incredibly profound that can be extrapolated to be about death itself that it's the anticipation of it well i think yeah there's a lot of things in life also that like for example i've had a knife held on me twice Twice by the same person. No, but if you had told me, okay, at, wait, 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 don't just skip over that. Listen, when did you have a knife? And this pull? is my point. Okay. If you had told me, at, <laughs> was it Kate Moss in the bath? Did she pull a knife on you? <laughs> if you had told me, or Pete or, Doherty, so, you know, you're gonna have a knife pulled on you twice in your life. You'd think you'd be waiting, and oh my god, this is gonna be the worst day ever. Once was seeing. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna have a, was it in one day? No. Oh, okay. Because that would be the worst day ever. There's no, there's, if you had a knife pulled on you twice Listen, in one day once, by different people, once I was little, the problem's was, you. Um, that movie song of the South, bad. Don't see it because it's not great. More rep- or less racist than a Kentucky Fried movie. Um, maybe more in a okay, weird way because okay. it's like not overt. It's it is overt, but it's you, you know it's a Disney child's movie, so it's a little more sinister in a way. Anyway, but I was with, it was one of those times I was with a couple friends, we were little and we got to go on our own. The parents dropped off and were picking us up. 
And these kids were sitting next to the Song to us, of the South, the movie. Song so this of was the South. in. We we're talking about this was 1943. No, or what it was, was they this? were re. Uh, I think that came out in the early 60s, probably. But, um, but that's not when you saw it. You no, saw it in the, no, there it was were a re-release in the yes. late 70s, early 80s. Exactly, yeah, early okay. 80s. And uh, these kids were were talking shit, and then my friends, uh, with her older sister who was with us, was talking back, and then. The kid, I heard my friend's sister say, what, are you going to stab me with a nail file? And then I look, and one of the other kids had a little switchblade. And they were like, it's a switchblade. So this is not held like to my neck, but this is someone had a knife out, and there was... There were gonna, there was gonna be a little fight. Wait, so you're ten or eleven at this point. <laughs> someone pulls out a switchblade, like and a someone one. else is tough enough to say, "What are you gonna stab me with that nail file?" Well, I it mean, was my friend's fuck. older sister, right? But it yeah. wasn't that scary. It wasn't like a real, but it was because of the size of the knife or the intent, like the the person. You didn't sense the intention I didn't to kill. Sense the intention, but it was. Yeah. I'm so sweet. So my my friend. <laughs> so sweet. Well, listen. Oh, they, I think the listeners will be the judge of that. No, they went to the front of the theater to kick these. kids kids out mm. and I thought that's so square I was like we shouldn't kick them out they're just kids with a knife wow so that was the first time and then later yeah. that day not later <laughs> that day later in my life I was doing a movie in San Francisco and I was flying a lot like up back and forth not a lot but I was the star of the movie so I couldn't really leave San Francisco that often but once or twice on a weekend I went back to LA and I was I'm so you know what I'm like Ben Listeners pulling you, knives on people no, left, right, and center. You, I'm so the plane lands, and the minute the ding goes off, I jump up yeah. out of my seat in the plane to You're get. You're just Stalbergering it to the front of the line. Yeah, yeah, that's a reference to my grandpa, who is very fast <laughs> at things and always wanted to get in the front of a line and the front of this and that. Anyway, so I Stolberg. And like, wouldn't yeah, wouldn't wait in a slow lane in traffic, right? Exactly. It's like constantly. And so I hop up and get in the aisle to grab my bags so I can get off the plane rushing whatever and this guy jumps up behind me and he's kind of pushing and now at this point people are in front of me so it's not like I can just move you know you get up and you're waiting in the line to get off the plane and he's kind of push, pushing me and he said what don't you feel the need for speed it's funny how I remember all these like lines and I was like well that is a line from Top Gun isn't it I don't know it was a weird thing yeah. to say and I turn around and I see in his hand he, this is before 9-11 he has a knife in his hand he's a normal looking man with a knife in his hand and I look to my left and I see this man sitting in the seat still and he's looking at me like what the fuck and I'm looking at him like what the fuck and I, I didn't even get scared and the, then all of a sudden people start getting off the plane and as i'm walking down it's one of those flights where you like go down the stairs and you go into the it's probably at uh you know what's burbank or something and i see this guy and he's hugging his wife and children the same guy oh he was so excited to see his wife and children that he was willing to stab his way to the front of the luggage and line and later yeah. i'm at a party and matthew horvitz was there and the same guy on in the plane who had seen me, he was this uh, gay gentleman, and he was like, oh my God, I was on your flight. How crazy was that? And I was like, you saw that? And what was good about that was I totally talked myself out of that whole situation. Even telling you now, I feel like I'm making it up. It sounds like God ran out of extras in the movie of your life. <laughs> together we're weirder, we're weirder together. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I only got mugged properly once. I mean, properly. It's not like this. I, I don't want to belittle anyone's mugging experiences. There's no proper or improper way to get mugged. But uh, once in a probably 2003, I was staying at Michelle Williams' place in Carroll Gardens in Brooklyn, and I walked down an alley, and this dude came up to me, and I got right in my face. There was no one else on the street, just me and him. And he said, I just got out of prison. Uh can I have some money? And I was standing like really close to him. And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. This <laughs> seemed like the only appropriate answer. And then I reached in, I pulled out my phone and he was like, give me a phone too. And I was like, oh, and I was like, dude, I actually don't have an address book. Um, so I don't have any of my phone numbers saved. So can, can I, can I keep my phone? You can have everything else. And he was like, okay. And just that, that nice moment of tender compassion from the mugger. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was sweet. Like we really like our our general inability to remember phone numbers is something that cuts across all demographics. Musicians, muggers, and, yeah. and everyone. We all we can all relate. Do you want to know what the origin of um mug is? Please. Is it Love Island? Um <laughs> mug is like uh well to beat up 1818 originated to strike the face. So mug is mm, like a face. Hit someone in the mug. Yeah. Yeah. He's got, he's got an ugly mug. Right. Yeah, something my dad would have said. Yes. Check but... out the mug on that guy. Yeah, so I guess I did, wasn't technically mugged. I was not hit. But but threatening behavior surely falls under the criteria of mugging. Right? Yeah, now it's, what is it, jumped or rolled? Jumped, rolled, yeah. What else is happening? So so we saw I'm that- I'm impressed. Fight. That was very, very <laughs> macho. It was, I have a general way of evading- trouble in my life. You are, which you're is, a bit of a golden boy. I go straight to the source. So another time when me and Nash Edgerton were filming the Gamble Everything for Love video in the middle of the night, I forget where we were. We were somewhere in the inner west and it was really like two or three in the morning by this point. And these guys were walking towards us and I was like, this does not feel good. Like they looked like they'd been out drinking and were kind of looking for trouble. And I just walked straight up to them faster than they were walking towards me and asked them for directions. And it diffused everything and it was golden. Oh, that's really good. Yeah, I like to face, like, when my grandpa was dying, I wanted to, I was like, noticed I was a little nervous. Of course, nervous. We were very close. But I just like to go right up. He was sit on the hospital bed, get right up in there. Like, when when things are happening... Sometimes it's scarier not to go right to it. Yes, when life is scary, get in its face. Exactly. And just face the thing. We saw a very interesting um, show the other night. Tim Nordwood from OK Go. He's workshopping this really cool, I guess you'd call it like a piece of musical theater. or a, It's not really a one-man show because there's other people in it. But he's playing this character called Ron Persky. 
and he's running a songwriting workshop. What did I say to him after? You said, is your real name Ron Persky? <laughs> and I was like, Tim, she has no idea what That's she's doing here. She's like, <laughs> well, I, I knew the band. I mean, I did say to him immediately, I know where you're from and everything because I didn't want to insult him that I didn't recognize him. But but he would he would have still found it insulting that you thought that that dim-witted character he was playing on stage no, was I actually said him. No, I was a dim Oh right, oh right. <laughs> but so his character, how I would you describe it? Like what's what's the Rompersky character? He's like a He's well he's singer-songwriter, yeah, folky. Yeah, he's doing a music workshop and he's kind of folky. He's like a man-child and he's He's just soothing. It's kind of And the of, format is he's trying to like help you write a hit song with the audience. Yeah, right? and he's wearing the best wig I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, it's really um, good. It's he's just it's he's got one of those expressions that's just comedic, like how Will Farrell is just like You just laugh at his face. You just can't not laugh at his face. But it was really good because it had a lot of it was obviously comedy sort of for everybody, but as a songwriter, because he is such a good songwriter, it actually a lot of what he was talking about and demonstrating through his jokes was actually really clever. He's, he obviously has a very deep understanding of songwriting, which you have to have a deep understanding of something to, chords, to parody it. The chords over those, the kind of, was that a funny thing? Oh, that was he kept so saying? funny because he's, totally, well, he's really playing funny. a lullaby song and it's really gentle. And then he goes to these sort of metal chords almost that is well, like what I'm referring to is oh. when he would say B flat, the chord of, or the, you know, the chord of sadness or A minor, the yeah, chord yeah, of yeah. strife. Is that a word? <laughs> Struth. A minor, the chord of struth. Struth, strife, strife. Strife. Well, were the, was that true as a musician? Well, I mean, obviously, there's no Do real. You know? you know that that's an old Spinal Tap thing. They were like D minor, the saddest of all keys. Oh, okay. But but it is there is a truth to it that you can't exactly pin objective realities onto those kind of things. But the the the, the joke holds up for musicians. Yeah. So, anyway, even a non. Really, I mean, I'm a music lover, but I I thought that was clever yeah so he's definitely you can you can follow tim on instagram and there's a ron persky page where you'll see if there's any of these upcoming sort of so what i what i meant was these aren't real workshops they're theatrical workshops where he's like running the show and And it was interactive yeah it was super super cool i actually wanted to ask you about uh the last we listened last night to the roy impressions the new roy impressions podcast with Lou Barlow and Adele Barlow on our We Did Together network. And it was a really interesting episode where Lou was, they were talking about a song he'd written when he was 19 or 20 that Adele hadn't heard. And she was kind of taken aback by, I guess, he used the word whore in the song quite aggressively. And I think she was sort of shocked at this insight to the sort of, latent toxic masculinity I that's in most 19 or 20 year old boys gotten out of it a little easier <laughs> by saying uh, let me just say off the bat i like that's where your mind goes. i don't yeah, like yeah, whore yeah. but he uh i don't like whore i mean but. i like i like it in the right way but he um he, he could have said he was sort of copying something in a dumb young way well that- he did say that he, did, he said that music was sort of misogynistic and inherently sexist in the mid 80s through you know mid 90s yeah like if he was trying to be cool and the beast boys had that whole giant penis on stage and adam yauk especially was like rewinding you know unwinding that or but i think their thing was so overt that it was almost easier to address for those of us i would include myself in this like men 
who have sort of been generally sensitive, good-hearted, you know, well-intentioned, finding those little darker spots. Like I, you know, I've talked about this before, but my covering of Woman is the N-Word of the World, the Yoko Ono song, which at the time, it was funny, I was talking to Shamir and Safi about it, and Shamir was like, you just thought that was the wokest thing you could do at that time, right? And there are sort of, you know, we grow and we also yeah. learn in our approach to like what's what's the right what's the right battle for us to pick individually, yeah, particularly I guess as white if men. You're, so. If you're a young man and you're he was on the border of being 20, you can still be super immature. But if you're like 30 doing it, but he, he was probably copying. He thought it was sort of a cool thing, you know, um, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I, I think it's not good and I would be uncomfortable. I mean, you have one song, but it's, you're saying all the whores. Like well, no, no, I didn't say all the whores. Hang on. I, <laughs> <laughs> I said in, in Close I've Come from Awake is New Sleep, yeah. I said, um, Lovers. We slipped into a house to av- to escape my enemies and woke up in another world of lovers and whores, but I loved you more than any of them and ever before. And it's it's almost, it's not, uh, I, I didn't mean it in a derogatory way. I meant it in a, like, I woke up in this world of different sexual rules, perhaps, in a sense. Are you, you sure? Did you, did you think of the women as whores? No. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I think that he was copying something and that is a little more forgivable in this context, I think. Did you have, because I thought something Adele brought up was really interesting, because you were on the periphery of these different scenes, whether it was the Chili Peppers or the Beastie Boys, where there were elements of, you know, not, I guess, kind of not the most enlightened attitude towards women sometimes. Like, did you, how did you experience that as a woman, particularly like in the 80s? Well, the older I get, the more angry I become. I think I was sort of out of it about it a little bit back then. And my frustration would come out once in a while. But yeah, I I find it, um, you know, it, it was making me really angry when like Lou was going over all these songs that say things about Oh, and talking about women. like Big Black and just the g- general atmosphere of aggression to women. And, and the more he was music. saying it, yeah. Adele on the was getting angry. And I, listening to it, was like, God, that sucks. That sucks, that sucks. I mean, it's funny, like when Easy e says, life ain't nothing but bitches and money. Like it's sort of, it's it's upsetting, but it's also... Sometimes it's like less upsetting than other times. Let me just say that. It's so almost comical to say life ain't nothing but bitches and money. And Easy es voice has sort of got a comedy aspect to it to me. I get you. I get you. So sometimes there's a sort of like a commentary, almost like as if he was sort of noting this is weird that money and sex make the world go around. And it's sort of a comment. So it feels a little more forgivable. It didn't feel inherently misogynistic to you. And it might have been, but that whole thing is super duper disturbing. I guess the older I get, I feel like I sort of can't believe women uh, the what, way they've been treated. What, you, what you've treated. had to put up with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Women in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I did a very good mashup yesterday. I love your mashup. Did you like my Guns N' Roses, Cindy Lauper? I do. The science- <laughs> Speaking of like a feminist and a misogynist get yeah. together. Axl Rose is- A uh, misogynist and a feminist walk into a bar there's and they no- make a mashup. <laughs> there's nothing about Axl Rose that was ever on a pedestal for 
like evolved thinking though <laughs> I think oh that's God. the thing it's like I he mean, so clearly he... came out of the box as like a a bit of a terror but those songs appetite for destruction that record is pretty amazing anyway i just yeah it, yeah yeah no the mashup is wonderful but it's, i'm a it, fan yeah it is funny doing these the, if, for people who don't know on my instagram account i've been doing kind of these mashups of different songs and they're getting more and more intricate and I've added this drum machine. I'm spending like hours in Pro Tools editing the different stems of these songs. But yeah, it's kind of interesting to see what clicks for people. And there's something about the immediacy of social media that you get that feedback right away of like, is it hitting... Is it hitting at a narrative level something that connects with the audience? Yeah, it's really a great... The collage... It's very good. It's a gift because it's it's making people kind of happy. I, it's like an upper. Absolutely. In this dark, dark world. And before we wrap up, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time talking about this because I'll f- get too emotional about it. But um, uh, my friend Ben Quella and Lizzie, his wife, they lost their teenage son, Dorian, this week. And he in a car accident and um, he's 16. And... Um, it's obviously unimaginable and everyone I know has been touched by this and very affected, but I just wanted to say that Ben and Liz have set up a memorial fund for Dorian, the Dorian Queller Memorial Fund, where there's going to be different arts programs in Texas and stuff. So there's a GoFundMe link. So I'm going to put that in the show notes and I would just encourage anyone who's ever been touched by Ben's music. I mean, I think a lot of people have had really just good memories associated with it. Like this is a really nice chance to give back to Ben and his family during a very difficult time. So just wanted to share that so that people can find that link in the show notes and find us online. Beautiful you can, babies. Beautiful babies. You can drop us an email with a voice note at weirdertogetherpod at gmail.com. Haven't had a voice note in for a couple of weeks. Audience, get back on that. We love it. We love a little interaction. Rate and review this podcast. If you haven't, it's helpful to us. And yeah, we've got some big news coming up in the next couple of weeks. So we are working. It to... appears that we're not working, but we are working behind the scenes we're on our lives. secretive. We're being really secretive. <laughs> uh, anyway, we okay. love you guys. Beautiful babies. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.